Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Tritton. Um, really disappointed that we weren't able to do church this morning, uh, but hopefully uh, we can put together a little bit of a worship service for you this morning, and uh, we'll help you to at least uh, hear the word and be connected to our Lord Jesus and to experience his love and forgiveness. So let's begin with a prayer. Uh, this is the prayer of the day. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us the blessing of your presence and peace throughout all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please feel free to sing along if you know the words. Testament lesson appointed for this Sunday comes from Isaiah chapter 62, verses 1 through 5. Isaiah writes, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet, until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the, of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. 
but you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For you, for as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second scripture reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Paul writes, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel comes to us from the Gospel of John, the second chapter. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and the disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let's confess our Christian faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, you may know that uh, recently got back from Haiti, uh, was down there with Rachel Anderson and with uh, with Ashley Tubergen, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they are, are bummed out, as I am, that we're not going to be able to give that report in terms of that trip uh, this morning. But I've been down there uh, multiple times beforehand, and I want to say it was back in 2008. Uh, we were down building a church in Haiti. And uh, while we were moving rocks around to, uh, to fill the foundation, all of a sudden there was a commotion in the village that we were working in. And uh, we looked down the road, and, and there's this young pastor. Uh, he's, he's in all of these flowing robes, and he's got a small congregation with him. And, and they're dancing their way down the street toward us. And he comes, and he stands right in, in front of me, He's bouncing up and down, and, 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 and frankly, I've got nothing, because I can't understand a word of what he is saying. So I, I signal to, uh, to our interpreter and ask, you know, to ask him to come over, and he looks at me. He literally shook his head at me like, nope, I really don't want any part of what's going on here. Uh, and I can't really say that I blamed him, but um, reluctantly he came over and I asked him, what's this guy saying? And my interpreter looks at me, he goes, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? And he says to me, it's not words. And I came to realize that what was going on was he, this, this young man, he, he was what we would call speaking in tongues. And I think probably not legitimately. Um, and uh, eventually we came to understand what he was trying to tell us. And what he was saying was that he had had a dream. And in his dream, God was commanding me uh, to bring him back to the United States so that he could start a, uh, a great revival here. It was kind of an awkward situation. And, um, you know, have you ever been in, in, in this, a moment where, you know, you had to tell someone the truth even though you knew it was going to break their heart? I told that young man that... that he was probably just dreaming his own dreams and not God's and that he needed to find a good godly mentor to teach him God's word. Uh, he was where he needed to be and, and he could do great things there in Haiti if he would preach God's truth in his congregation. That experience uh, started some long conversations about what we often call spiritual gifts I think there is a lot of confusion about this topic in the church, and I don't think that's anything new because this is exactly what Paul was talking about in our reading in 1 Corinthians. You know, that some people have different gifts that are given by the Spirit as the Spirit decides to give them. Now, there are some people out there who deny the idea that there are any spiritual gifts. And there are others who believe that if you don't display certain gifts, that you're probably not even a Christian. For my part, I believe that there are spiritual gifts <clears throat> or gifts that the Spirit gives when and where He decides to give them. 
And you might ask, well, why do I believe that? Well, I believe that because it was talking about it here in 1 Corinthians. And it talks about it also in Romans chapter 12. And there are other passages that speak to the, the Spirit giving gifts to God's people. The idea of, of gifts of the Spirit is biblical. They include, these gifts include faith and wisdom, knowledge, healing, miracles, prophecies, spiritual perception, speaking and interpreting tongues, being able to, to speak in different languages and to be able to understand them. But they also include other gifts like hospitality and mercy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and joy. All of these are gifts from God that the, the Spirit gives to us. To, to us, when we look at these gifts, some of them seem more glamorous than others. Uh, I was on another trip to Haiti, and, uh, and, and there was one of the, uh, the team members who, who was speaking about you know, the, the need and, and, and seeing some of the medical needs that were in the community that we were working in. And he was basically saying, man, sometimes I just wish that I could lay my hands on people and heal them. Now, I got to be really honest here. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? To just be able to put your hands on somebody and heal them the way that Jesus did and the apostles did. That, that, would, that would be pretty awesome. But in the larger scheme of things, is that really more impressive than loving someone for Jesus' sake? Is that, is that really more important than, than sharing the hope of forgiveness that we have because of Jesus? Is it more important than having the faith to believe God's word, to receive his promises, to, to even to come forward to the altar and to receive the gifts given there? When, when Jesus says, take and eat, this is my body given for you. That's some pretty powerful stuff. You know, I love what it says in the small catechism when, uh, when Luther writes about this. He, he says, those words, for you, require all hearts to believe. This is a big deal. You know, so we shouldn't think that one gift is greater than another. They're all wonderful gifts. I mean, look at our gospel lesson for a minute. How cool would it be to turn water into wine? And not just wine, but good wine. You know, make no mistake, this was a really generous gift that Jesus gave to that couple. And we should marvel at the fact that the water blushed to, uh, to serve its creator in this miraculous way. However, what's even greater in this reading is that the disciples believed in Jesus. And that's the real miracle that we're, we're looking for. That is the, the ultimate gift of the Spirit that, that we long for for all people. You see, this is really the purpose of all of the spiritual gifts, to build up God's people. Some spiritual gifts build us up by, by calling us to repentance and, and leading us to the forgiveness Jesus won for us. Some spiritual gifts build us up by helping us to, to mature in the faith. Some help us engage in the mission and the ministry of proclaiming the gospel, making disciples, baptizing, teaching, and administering the Lord's Supper. Some gifts of the Spirit draw people to Christ. And it is always a gift of the Spirit to have faith in Jesus. Whether that's when you first believed, when you were baptized, or as you lived out your life and, and when it's time to die even, 
To have faith in Jesus is always a gift of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, just like the Father and just like the Son, gives his gifts. Gifts of life, salvation, faith, hope, and love. Gifts to empower the work of his people. The picture here is is one of God knitting us together as his people. The church does not stand or fall on the the gifts of, of any one of us. It stands in Jesus, and his spirit is at work in each of us, and in all of us. And we all are needed. We each have a role to play, individually, and all together we have gifts, Holy Spirit-given gifts, beginning with faith in Jesus and the forgiveness of our sins. And our gifts are for the common good, the good of all of God's people, and they give us the ability to bless our neighbors, to bless the world. They're for the building up of our fellowship, even, even the fellowship that we experience here at Gloria Day, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as, as part of the body of Christ. You know, this is really an incredible statement from Paul. You know, when he wrote to Corinth, this church was a mess. It it was so badly divided. And a major source of that division was the rejection of the authority of God's word, the rejection of his apostles. And it's the same source of disunity in the church today. So when we bemoan all of the, uh, the denominations that we see, a lot of it comes back to how do we handle God's word? How do we experience the authority of the scriptures in our lives? But I want you to notice something really important here, that Paul says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And and here we see our true source of unity, the unity that we confess here week after week, that there is one holy Christian apostolic church, comes from the fact that the Spirit works in each of us to be able to say Jesus is Lord, to believe that and to profess it and to confess it to the world. So when you think about this, this whole issue of, of spiritual gifts, do you, do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Do you know how God has blessed you in order to, to build up his people? There are, there are inventories, personality profiles, kind of uh, things that, that can be helpful to discover spiritual gifts. It's also good to pray about this, maybe to pray something like, Father, what gifts has the Spirit given to me? Help me to use them to your glory. Sometimes talking with your brothers and sisters in Christ helps you to discover your gifts. Sometimes uh, we discover those gifts by experimenting working within the gifts of the Spirit uh, and trying different things. And often, when we're working within the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, it makes us feel alive and passionate and joyful. Or, or at least there's something really deeply right about it. Forgiveness, life, salvation. These are the gifts of God we usually talk about. They are the gifts Jesus won for us by his death and resurrection. But the Holy Spirit gives us the faith that receives these gifts. And he also gives us the gift of purpose. He gives us the gift of fellowship. He puts us together to share in this work of gathering people to Christ, building believers in Christ, and serving the world as Christ.
We belong together in Christ. In his spirit, we have gifts to grow together in faith and to engage the mission of proclaiming Christ today. And friends, that is a blessing. That is a gift. And so it's good and right to say thanks be to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for all of their gifts. Amen. Please join me in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank and praise you that you have called us into fellowship, that your Holy Spirit gives us gifts, especially this gift of of faith in Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless us in this fellowship and that you would help us to experience your gifts with joy and gratitude and and that you would help us to walk each day by faith. Father in heaven, on this uh, really snowy, cold day, we pray that you would bless all the people who have to be out in this Bless the emergency responders and and the the people working for the city and the county who are plowing the roads. We pray, Lord, that you would help them to do that work effectively and safely. Uh, On this uh, this Sunday when we remember uh, life, we pray that you would also help us to respect and to rejoice in this gift of life that you give and that you would help us to, uh, as people and as a country, honor that gift um, from the womb to the tomb and that it would also always be part of our lives to to see humanity as made in your image and blessed to reflect you to this world. And Father, we also lift before you uh, the mission and the ministry of our church. We ask that your spirit would empower us to reach more people with your love and with the salvation that Jesus has won for us. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we pray for um, their safety as well. Uh, and all the people in our communities. And if there's people who need help, we pray that you would help us to be aware of that and empower us to be able to get them the resources that they need. Uh, And we pray for those who are sick, those who are dying, those who are in need of your presence. And we pray that you would be with them all and with us all in Jesus' name. And we pray as Jesus teaches us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome Thanks, Mom.
God bless you and keep you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon.